Hi, and good evening, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Story Reckless. Uh, we will do some quick intros. I am Nathan. Uh, I am the DM, and I use he/him pronouns. And we can move on to our first player, uh, Claire. Yeah, I'm Claire. My pronouns are they/them. And I am Olive, and my pronouns are they/she. And now we will do a quick recap and get right back into our story. As I'm assuming at this point, most of you watching probably know what's going on, but we'll do a quick recap because it's always great for the, the refresher. So uh, last time on Story Reckless, as Kadam and Lovelace delve deeper into the mansion uh, that they are trapped within, looking for these puzzle books that apparently the previous owner of this mansion uh, left around hiding the command word to leave. Uh, as they explored, they saw a room with a broom in it, noped out of there, saw a room <laughs> with a bunch of books, went in, found another puzzle book, but were attacked by a swarm of sent sentient, not sentient, animated books. And what's the um, creature name for that swarm, well, Nathan? Well, no, the creature name is just a, I think it's just a swarm of books, but they do, the, the swarm has an attack called oh, Book right. Club. Right. And they, in fact, uh, well, they attempted to Book Club Kadam. I think they actually did hit you for like two damage or something. Yeah, something like that. And then yeah, you pretty. immediately <laughs> obliterate, like disintegrated the books with a <laughs> Inflict Wounds spell that just <laughs> into dust. Um, and after that, you continued looking for more puzzle books, heading upstairs, entering into what appeared to be some sort of trophy room, very apprehensive as the galling agent that, uh, galling reagent that Lovelace was holding that reacts to fiendish blood was starting to pulse rather frantically. And you stepped into this trophy room, looking for any sign of the demon that you encountered earlier. But, Gadam, you saw another puzzle book lying on the floor. Its cover ripped, um, a bit tattered, but nonetheless, it was there, and there was another letter upon it. You stepped in, reached down, and picked it up, and that's when you heard the sound of steel scraping against a sheath as two swords that were hanging on the mantle unsheathed themselves from the mantle and hovered there before you in a ready position. Uh, so, with that, we can head on over to... So, Kadam. <clears throat> yeah. As you are picking up the book and you hear the sound of steel grinding against the sheaths and these swords come floating there before you, uh, Lovelace, you can see these swords as well. Get into this ready position. And the one closest to you flips around, hilt towards you, and the other one does a flourish and kind of does a little bow and then goes back up into the unguard position. What do you do? Oh. Uh, well, I think I know what's being asked of me. I just don't know if I want to do it. Um, Lovelace, 
Yeah, Lovelace. Uh, I see him, and I think Lovelace uh, steps into the room. Okay. Do you... they react? I'll approach the one, the sword closest to Kidam. Okay. Um, as you start to step in, mm-hmm. uh, the one furthest away, it seems to react to your presence. It kind of goes into the guarded position towards you and then swoops over uh, to get between you and Kadam, facing Kadam. So it kind of forces itself in between us. In between. Oh. Still okay. in a guarded position towards you, Kadam, as you're holding the book there. And you feel a little into your side and see that the other sword is pushing its hilt up into your like thigh. Don, could you toss me the book? The book? Sure. I'll toss the bo- book to Lovelace. Hey, the book goes sailing across the room and you watch as the sword that's between the two of you seems to almost track the book as it goes. And as you catch it, Lovelace, it goes into a guarded position towards you. And the other sword comes flying towards you across the room, hilt first and kind of into your chest. Much better. Okay. Right, I'm more comfortable with this. <laughs> Kidam, do you want... I, I I, guess Lovelace is like, all right, I guess we're doing this. And grasps the sword. Okay, hilt. you grasp the sword hilt, and I need you to roll initiative to see who's going <laughs> to react first. As you pull it into position, getting ready, and the other sword starts to... So let's see who reacts first. Can I edge around the room? And end up. Well, no. <laughs> Over here. Uh, yeah. Or do I need? Yeah, okay. we'll say you you do that. You threw the book and started to edge over there as the sword flew past you and Lovelace grabbed it. Uh, Lovelace, what did you get? Uh, nineteen. Nineteen. Okay, and uh, Kadam, you may as well roll just so that we have uh, everybody. Six. Six. Okay. Uh, do it. <laughs> um, sorry, slapping <laughs> at uh, Operation, uh, making a Palpatine joke, uh, reference. It tickled me. Um, okay, I just got a roll for irony. Bear with me. Here we go. And alrighty. So, first up, Lovelace, you have the sword clutched in your hand as this other one is getting ready to lunge towards you. What do you do? I just want to like smash it down into the ground. Okay. Like roll. none of this like fancy like cling 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 mm-hmm. sword. <laughs> yeah. Roll, roll it. At, roll it. Attack. Um. I, as a barbarian, I'm assuming you're proficient with martial weapons. Yeah. I so am. it's it's a long sword. So you can add your strength and proficiency bonus as you would normally. Okay. So that'll be a plus five. Uh, twenty-two to hit. Definitely it. Go ahead and roll damage. Okay, what's the damage that I have? Uh, 1d8 plus your strength modifier. Um, okay. I mean, you're not raging, so... Oh, actually, you said you, you, you went overhanded, like, two hands down? Yeah. Roll a d10, because it's uh, long swords you can do two-handed attack. Oh. Okay. Uh, boom! 12 damage! Oh my god! Okay, so you raise your your hands up and you bring it down, and it just smacks into the sword, and it ching and 
into the ground with kind of a as it sticks in. Yeah. Um, and it will pull itself out oh, of the no. rug and go flying towards you. Or a 15 to hit. Ah, 15 AC. Okay, so that does hit. Um, and it flies towards you and it rapidly smacks you on the sides with the, the like unsharpened end of the sword and then flies up and just across the cheek and then goes back into a guarded position. You only take two damage. Okay. All uh, right. Irony pokes uh, their head in the room. Huh. What is going on in there? Um, We're not- having a duel. Or All right. They are. Uh, Kadam, do you want to do anything? No. Okay. <laughs> All right, Lovelace. Uh, you are up as the sword is dancing around you. Kadam, if you got any ideas, I'm I'm open. Do I just keep oh. hitting it? Well, my idea was that you defeat it. How do you defeat a flying sword? There's nothing to stab. Can you, like, nick the sword? Like... I already hit it once. Yeah. Uh, I know nothing about swordplay, and I know nothing about blacksmithing, so... I feel like this is more does magical an, animated. Does an 18 hit... <laughs> Lovelace, as you're, as you're having this conversation, the sword <gasps> flies over and what? smacks you on the face. That's an 18 hits of bacon. <laughs> Ooh, we're just not talking. <laughs> okay, fine. I mean, I want to attack it. Yeah, go for it. And take take another two points. Of what? <laughs> just it smacks you. That was a pretty lengthy <laughs> conversation as you were standing there <laughs> waiting. <laughs> go ahead, roll your attack. Another 22 to hit. Yeah, cool. go ahead and roll damage. 1d10 plus 3, 8 damage. With that, you bring the sword down once more and poof, and as you smack it, it just flies across the room and ting into the wall as it snaps at the hilt and falls down, oh. shattered. There, you see? That this, can't be a very strong sword. Hidden stuff or suit? Do I like go of this one? Do you think it'll attack me? I, I doubt it. Okay. Lovelace is going to walk to the place where they were sheathed initially. Okay. And resheathe it. Okay. And you, like carefully step away. You walk over and slide it in. And as you step away... It rests in its sheath. Okay, then. Neat. Cool. Cool, that I, went very smoothly. Just... I shouldn't doubt the efficacy of hitting things, I suppose. I have found that it is very persuasive, often. Uh-huh. All right, well, we got our book. Yep. <laughs> Okay. Is there anything else of interest in this room? Like, you describe the creature mm-hmm. heads on the walls. Uh, go ahead and make a perception check. As you start searching this room. No. No? What did you get? Uh, perception. <clears throat> Six. 
sick. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no. Um, all you really see in this room are all of those uh, heads on the walls and the, the fireplace that's just burning right now. And if, now the, the freshly broken sword that's just on the floor. Is the fire... Does it look magical? Is there fuel in the fireplace that the flame is consuming? Uh, when you get down and look inside, um, the flames seem to be... They, they, um... It's odd, there, there is, there are logs within, but looking closely as you get, get in there to figure out if the fuel is being consumed, the logs appear to be uh, sculpted out of maybe clay or stone, and this fire is just burning around them. All right. Are there crackling noises? Yeah, and there's heat coming off of it. All right. I'm ready to leave. Um, as you stand up and start heading for the door, uh, well, yeah, what, what do you want to, what do you, what, what do you all want to do? I'm done here if you are. Yep. And Lovely steps back out into the hall. Pardon me, Irony. Oh, uh, yeah. All right. Uh, Lovelace, you approach this other door and you can see it is slightly ajar in front of you, a bit of warm light coming from within. I suppose we've lost any sense of a surprise with all that clanging about. Probably. Uh, Lovelace clicks the door open and then pushes it open with her spear. Okay. The door creaks open and within... Uh, sorry, I didn't have my notes. As the door opens, you can see um, an airy bedroom, and uh, to the far right, there is a large canopy bed. Um, the walls are covered in, in numerous paintings, uh, and directly in front of you, you see a small lump of fur covered in crimson of some creature lying dead on the floor in front of you. Kitty! <laughs> Anything else to the room? Uh, Hecka steps in. Yeah. And Kadam, as you step forward, go ahead and make a perception check for me. Well, uh, I frankly would like to take a look at the cat first. Oh, go ahead and make a medicine check. That's a natural 20 for 26. Wow. Okay. Oh my gosh. Um, so leaning down and inspecting the corpse of this cat. It is it has, a corpse. It is a corpse. It has a very familiar uh, orange coat to it. Uh, one of liver shrub that was seen earlier in the kitchen when Lovelace was attempting to get them back into the room. Oh! Wait, 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 wait. They couldn't have gotten in here. The door was closed. No, oh, it worked. It was, it was, it, it was, was sorry, ajar. it was slightly oh, ajar. Oh, no. Yeah. Liver shrub. Um, I checked the gall. 
you look down at the gall and it is it is uh, rapidly kind of pulsing. Again, you'll you'll need to make a perception check to kind of figure out what direction it might Kidam, be. I think it's in here. All right. Perception check. I will make it. 12. 12. Uh, <laughs> looking at it closely, it's hard to make out exactly which direction it's pulsing, considering the irony is like coming in from behind, stepping into the room. But it does seem to be consistently pointing in the direction of irony. Kind of. And uh, as you were looking at it, you see it's starting to. And it's starting to settle down a bit. Um, only doing that faint pulse that has been very prevalent when just irony is in the room. Uh, it, it's it's left the room. We should follow it. Is that another door on the far wall there? Uh, yes, there's another door on the far wall. And you can also see, Kadam, that lying on the floor next to the cat, uh, kind of pushed under that chair, um, there is another book that is, this one is in really bad shape. Um, one of the covers seems to have been completely torn off, and there's a smattering of dry blood on it. I will grab the book and... Oh, so, so silly, oh, no, don't! <laughs> I will grab the book and the cat. Okay. You scoop up the cat and reach under and pull the book out. Uh, this book... You pull it out uh, as the back cover kind of rips out and just plops onto the floor. Much of it is is shredded, but you can still see that on the spine of this book, uh, there is the gold letter Y. It's not worth it. Um, Well, we have it now. Let's follow that creature. Is the door on the far wall open? Uh, do you want to try opening it? I mean, so... It's closed. Well, a, yeah, it, so it must have just gotten out past us back the other way. I agree. We should follow it. Let's go. Quick. Okay. Uh, so as you dart out of the room um, mm-hmm. and, and burst out back into the uh, hallway with the stairs leading downstairs and uh, the armor to your right and kitty corner to you, there is another door um, and above you is the little attic Um uh, trap door, which uh, can I see if the attic door has been like moved, like just now? Or yeah, uh, go ahead and make a perception check for me as you come running out into the hall. I would like to listen for footsteps. You can do it as well. Fourteen. Fourteen. Okay. Also fourteen. Fourteen. Um, looking up at the attic door, it appears to be still shut. Um, mm-hmm. But the galling agent is starting to pick up in its um, activation once more. Okay. Um, Let's keep going down the hall here. Yeah. 
Is this other door open? Um, do you want to? I mean, it's closed. Do you want to try opening it though? It's either gone down the staircase or through one of these doors. Yeah, I didn't hear a door open or close. Maybe we should head downstairs again. Yeah, let's try it. Okay, we'll uh, head down. Go downstairs. Okay. Um, this is going to be slow going for Lovelace. Like, stairs are not. So, do like, mind, to, like, brace do you mind if I go ahead of you? Yeah, go ahead. Here, take the agent. All right. Okay. Thank you. Uh, Kadam, you start uh, going down the stairs rapidly, trying to focus on that agent. And when you get to the bottom of the stairs, you watch as the agent starts to... So you seem to be moving away from whatever is agitating it. Well, I'll go back upstairs. <laughs> no. Nope. Um, okay, attic or far door, Kidan? Oh, let's try the door. Uh, Irony, do you mind standing at the head of stairs and just keeping an ear out and and trying to not let anything go by if it comes around? Uh, yes, I, I could do that. Thank you. Lovelace is going to give the, that armor just like a good knock as she goes by to see <laughs> if anything like rattles around in it. Okay. Uh, Got to make a straight check for you as you like shoulder check it going past. <laughs> Uh, ten. A ten? You, I mean, you managed to give it a good rattle and it kind of boom, um, but nothing seems to happen. It just Great. kind of <laughs> kind of rocks on its uh, on its legs. Uh, all right, you want to open this next door? Percussive maintenance. Yes. I do. Okay. Uh, are you? How are you opening it, Lovelace? Just kicking it down. Kicking slowly. it down. Okay. So I think I'm gonna mule kick it. Okay. Like. <laughs> away from it and like have my two hind legs just kick okay it out. yeah um you turn around and just goosh, kick it with your legs and the door you hear a little metallic snap as it just boom, and uh snaps open revealing the room within lovelace just steps in and like looks around on guard okay uh, where go ahead. are you go ahead and make another perception check for me 17 this time. 17, okay. Um, okay, so looking around the room, you can see that most of the room is taken up by these two long wooden tables, and each one is covered in uh, glass vessels and books. Uh, there are cabinets within this room, um, and they each have uh, glass doors. And within the cabinets, you can see there are all manner of specimens. Um, skulls, taxidermy creatures, um, uh, uh, glass vials filled with you know milky fluid that you can't quite see what's within. Um, and just below the ceiling in the middle of the room, you can see colorful globes circle each other in an intricate dance above you, just floating in the air. Uh, the far wall is almost completely covered by a map of a night sky with a golden sunburst in the center um, above a closed door. So this entire back wall uh, over here is just painted with a night sky and a big sunburst above the door. You also 
Um, yeah, so that's what you see. Sorry. Go ahead. I don't see any sign of it in here. I mean, it could be invisible and quiet. Sure enough. That galling agent, though, Lovelace, uh, when you look back to talk to Kadam, you do see it's still... (laughs) I think it's in here. Um, I'm gonna go into the room and kind of combination watch the galling agent and, like, start feeling around. And kind of, well, I suppose, about knee height. Okay. Uh, go ahead and do, um, you can do another perception check as you're trying to search the room for it. 14 again. 14 again. Uh, searching around, uh, do you just start going through the whole room? Like, yeah, relatively systematically, like, and playing like hotter, colder. I'm sure with the yeah. agent. Okay. Uh, um, Lovelace is gonna like hang out next to the door, like mm-hmm. you're just trying to like fill the door to make sure that it like can't get out. Okay. Okay. Um, so Kadam, you step into the room, starting to systematically search it. Uh, uh, there's a couple things you notice. Oh yeah. I think I would like like go around, starting this direction. I don't know that I want to walk okay. underneath those floating orbs immediately. That's yeah, <laughs> totally fine. Yeah, um, so you're gonna kind of go like this. Do you see that line? I do. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Cool. Sounds good. Um, all right. So first, first thing you notice is you start going through the room, waving your hands down at Nehi as Lovelace is standing there, tense at the door, looking around. Um, as you pass by this table. You look over and you do see a leather-bound book resting there with a gold letter on its spine. Um, What does the letter say? The letter is the letter T. All right. Uh, Um, I will not take it just yet. Okay. Um, As you continue through the room, uh, when you get to this side of the room, uh, you keep checking that galling agent, like you said, kind of a hot and cold thing. And... It's definitely lessened. It's more of a dull... Um, You slowly start making your way towards this side of the room, waving your hands about uh, just above the floor. And you can see this just beautifully painted star map to your left. And there are numerous stars on it that seem to be... um, They're like sunbursts and their intricacy is a little more prevalent than others where the others are just you know light dots sprinkled throughout um and as you get to this corner of the room you can see the galling agent starting to uh and you look over to your right and you see a bit of movement under a blackboard at the corner of the room uh pretend i don't see that and just keep steadily heading in that direction Okay. Uh, you start making your way towards that blackboard, keeping an eye on the backs, uh, just under where the shadows are. You can see something kind of dart uh, deeper within, pressing itself into the corner. Um, you keep moving forward. Um, I think I'm gonna. 
I can see this movement. Uh, yeah. Do you want to make a perception check for me? No, I don't. I'm gonna, I'm gonna toll the dead on it. Okay. Um, if I can, I need to be able to see it, which is why I asked specifically. Uh, make make a perception check. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Not bad. Uh, Sixteen. Uh, Sixteen. Okay. Um, as you try to peer in and see what is causing this movement, all you can see is darkness and shadow. You can't quite see a creature or anything to actually target with your spell. Mm -hmm. I'll, I'll keep approaching. Okay. I want to make sure that Lovelace can see the galling agent. Okay, so you, as you're approaching, lifting the galling agent just above the table so Lovelace gets an eye on it. Lovelace, you can see it's going... Mm-hmm. I, so I'm, like, watching and, like, looking around that area. Okay, okay. But I think, like, unless Kidam, like, points me to that, I probably, like, don't well, have the vantage point. You're, you, I mean, you're seeing Kadam slowly approaching this blackboard. Um, and Kadam, as you peer underneath and the galling agent is <laughs> you catch two reflective eyes looking back at you and you hear a there you are I'm gonna stab you. wait a minute hold on and you suddenly, is this a cat? You suddenly see this this black furry mat just oh, pushing no. back into the corner <laughs> wait <laughs> But there's still something fiendish there. There's still something fiendish close, because the galling agent is still... (laughs) What do you do? Oh, Oh, I I cast light. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) You cast light. And it uh, lights up this corner of the room. Um, Lovelace, you see the light go off, casting a harsh shadow on the wall behind the blackboard, and I'm ready you to now stab something. you now hear the sound of a, um, and Kadam, you can see this. Um, it is a fluffy black cat. It, at first, it looks as though it may be gutweed. Um, gutweed wouldn't do this to us. You, but then uh, there's something that catches you from those eyes. You can see that as the light catches them and the uh, irises, um, uh, I guess, catch all the light, right? Like it reveals uh, the, the eyes of this cat. You can see this rather vibrant swirl of like rainbow colors just sparkling within the irises of the eye. Um, so they're very distinctive eyes staring back at you. Um, 
And yeah, um, but this cat is just... And you can see the hair just sticking up on its back as it's pushing itself into the corner. Kidon? I'm, I'm wondering if this creature can't turn itself into a cat. I don't I know. Not. Kitty? I don't want to get close to it. Frankly, nor do I. <sighs> okay. I can try. I can try. Watch my back. Absolutely. And, and Lovelace will kind of like get down, mm -hmm. uh, pull out a snack, maybe offer it to the cat. Okay. Go ahead and make an animal handling check. Okay. <laughs> I've been making a lot of these. <laughs> 18. <laughs> what do you do to try to 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 coax the cat out? Hey, hey, it's okay. It's okay. Come on. Hey, tss, tss, tss. and like get down like on all fours. Yeah. Depending on keeping my back. All sixes. All sixes. All sixes. Yeah. Well, you, I, I'm assuming it's the the horse kneel thing where you yeah, kind of yeah. lower your front legs like and have to, to kind kneel. of yeah, deer kneel and like really get down uh holding your hand out. And this cat looks towards you, back at Kadam. Kadam, maybe back away a little bit. And starts to sniff the air towards you. Do you have like a little uh, bit of something? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Heck yeah, I okay. do. Um, you probably have a little bit piece of jerky or something, and it's sniffing the air towards you. Hey, buddy, you've been locked in here for a while. I bet you uh, didn't get dinner. And, and it starts to it. slink out from under the blackboard and you can see there is a leather collar around it and a little um, brass uh, brass tag thank you I don't know why that word always just goes whoop and leaves my brain every time um, as it crawls out from under the blackboard and comes up and starts to munch on the little uh, piece of jerky you know I, I don't think this is the shapeshifter has the galling agent changed at all? No. Um, make a perception check as you're staring down at it. Ha! <laughs> One. It's still um, rapidly, <laughs> but it's like hard to make out what direction, where it's coming from. I'm gonna take out my my sickle, mm -hmm. and I'm going to just cleave through the air behind the blackboard. Cleave through the okay. Uh, go ahead and um, make make an attack roll at disadvantage. Four. Um, you're cleaving like just above the blackboard, like like in that. No, corner. like where it would be. About knee high. So like oh, I got, got it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, you and the sickle just. Whistles through the air, not making contact with anything. Hey, you're gonna scare Kidney Vine. <laughs> and yes, is that the, its name? <laughs> the collar. You can see the collar. Uh, the tag says Kidney Vine. In Sylvan. <laughs> In Sylvan, yeah. You know better than I. I don't speak Sylvan. <laughs> uh. Um. 
as the cat is... Uh, did you pick it up or is it still on the ground? Um, I, I, I think it's still probably too freaked out to be picked up. Yeah, I, it's just I'm munching sorry. on the, uh, yeah, the jerky before you. So, what do you all do Maybe as you're standing in this room and you can kind of hear that sound above your head of those um, orbs just kind of... Kidam, I don't like those. I don't think it's in here. Let's check the attic. Then what is this? I don't know. I don't like it. I'll look with suspicion at the cat. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Are you ch- ch- trying to like make an insight check on the cat? <laughs> I think I am. Okay, go for it. Make an insight Kidam, check. Don't be mean. I'm not being mean. I'm just glaring at it. Entire chat has toxoplasma. That was another one. <laughs> um, you're looking down at this cat as it's just munching on this jerky and just kind of looks towards you with a... And you can Kidam's see those eyes uh, catching the light with little bursts of blues and reds and greens. All this see, rainbow that, coloring. That's weird. You got pretty eyes, little buddy. Can you find? <laughs> yeah. You're beautiful. Kidam, you got the dragons. I get the cats. I'm fine with you having cats. I'm just concerned this ain't a cat. (laughs) All right, we'll take it with us. Only if it wants to. Hey, buddy. If you go down to the kitchens, I bet we can get you a nice treat. Um, Yeah. And I think uh, Lovely stands up and says, I think let's, let's check the attic. Okay. Uh, so you'd like to okay so you step out of the room and you can see Irony still waiting there uh, any luck? only another kitty I want the cat to come with us I, I will try and pick up the cat unless the cat follows us the, the cat follows behind Lovelace and is kind yeah. of weaving in and out of the, between the legs of Lovelace yeah I will run back and get that book. Okay. Which uh, might cause troubles, but... Okay, you, you run over and and pull it off the table. Nothing happens. Alright, uh, I'm head back. Okay. So... That wasn't much of a game, was it? Okay. It was just... That letter said we had to do some sort of scavenger hunt, and lots of the other rooms have had things in them. That was just a weird globe. We missed something something in there, Lovelace. And I'm fine with that. All right, the attic. I'm getting paranoid. I'm not sure I'm going to be able to climb up there. Oh, that's that's fair. Um, Do you want to watch the stairway while Irony and I go up? Yeah, why don't we try that? All right. Arnie, you can uh, climb some ladder here. Oh, yes. Uh, you want me to pull it down? Sure. And you'll reach up, kind of grab the little string that's there, and, and it pops open. Um, I guess, yeah, it would pop open, and you would see th- uh, the little ladder there that can then, he can reach up and grab it, and it comes down. You want to head up? 
I'll hang out here with Kidney Fine. All right. Okay. Yeah, I'll head up. Okay. Uh, Kadam, you climb up into this attic space, and I'm just going to kind of put you... I don't really have a thing for it, so I'm just going to kind of put you outside for a moment. Um, same with Irony, as the two of you climb up into the attic. And... As you peek your head up into this darkened space, uh, and you do have dark vision, so you can you can see through this interior space. Um, it is, you know, wooden beams going up into a peaked roof. You can see dust just hanging in the air, and little flecks of light coming up through various portions of the ceiling, um, catching the dust um, floating in the air. There are holes in the ceiling down below very faint holes where light is coming through. Uh, and you can see that far to the uh, to be the west of the map um, that the majority of that light seems to be coming from that end. Uh, and as you look down, this na- the, the roof itself narrows um, with all these wooden beams crisscrossing through. And all the way at the far end where the wall is, you can see a little bit of orange light poking up through holes uh, um on that side of the building. The at this point, as you look down, the galling agent has just gone back to its more passive state that is common when irony is around. So it's just faintly. Alright. I'll take a look around for any books. Okay, try to make a perception check for me. behave yourself this time. That's the third one. Natural one? Yep. Oh, my See goodness. anything up there, Lovelace? Or Kidam? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I guess Irony will also make a perception nope. check or give you advantage. I guess that, I mean, that's how, that's how player, players can do that, so... Well, that's better, technically. Uh, ten. A ten, okay. Looking around this space, nothing. Just the faint pulse of the galling agent. Are there any objects up here? You don't see any objects, just that glowing uh, orange light coming from the far end of the uh, building where there are some slight holes in the floorboards. Alright. I'll carefully make my way over there. Okay. Um, Motioning for Irony to follow. Okay. Okay. And Irony will step up into this space with you. Lovelace, you watch as they disappear into the darkness above. Um, while what was it? Kidney tree? Kidney, kidney, kidney vine. Kidney vine. Kidney vine. Uh, as Kidney Vine just kind of weaves in and out of your legs, looking up at you. Um, I'll pick it up if it if it's it. Like, uh, yeah, it you're able to pick them up and pull them up into your arms, and they start to kind of nuzzle in and start purring. Uh, and you watch as those eyes just close, and they start to. Uh, Kidam, 
going up into this attic, you do have to kind of hunch over as the ceiling is not quite tall enough to be walking in. And you start walking towards that back end of the building, hearing the floorboards under you. You slowly walk to that side of the building. You can see that galling agent starting to It starts to rapidly pulse and convulse within the jar. You're probably about... Mm, let's see. We'll say you're probably approaching cautiously. Put you here. You're probably about oh, yeah. a good 10 feet away from that. Those those uh, The light coming up through the floorboards and that galling agent is just... <laughs> what would you uh, like to do? You seeing this irony? Uh, yes. All right. I guess it must be around here somewhere. I'll start doing the same thing. The the <laughs> walking, feeling around, but with my or near my knees. I think I have my sickle out right now. Okay. Go ahead and uh, do another perception check for me as you're moving around the top of this attic. You're moving towards that light coming go. through the floorboards? I am. Okay. Uh, that is a dirty 20. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. Moving closer and closer to that space, you can very clearly now see where the galling agent is. And it seems to be kind of jumping and convulsing in a specific direction uh, towards the back corner of this room. The back... uh, Again, sorry, I don't have a map for this upper attic space, but it would be the back uh, left. So, to your left, the back corner um, of the attic. A little beyond where that light is coming up through the floor. I would appreciate if you appreciate it if you would show yourself. Okay. Standing there. Still approaching. Still approaching? Okay, so you're getting progressively closer. Irony kind of reaches up and clutches onto your shoulder. Do you know where it is? Nope. Uh, Please don't electrocute me. (laughs) I I can control that. Oh, okay. Oh. Sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm a little frightened at the moment. Um. Let me see. I don't like not being there. <laughs> I don't like you not being here either. <laughs> My one weakness, ladders. My <laughs> other one weakness, ladders and chairs. <laughs> okay. When you get about 10 feet away from that back corner, um,
Sorry, I'm like looking at stuff here. <laughs> Sorry to slow the tension down of the story. <laughs> um, it's all right. You also have options, I imagine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's, you know, all those, all those things. Team Dirty 20. Looking towards that corner as the galling agent is pulsing rapidly. You hear a voice come through the darkness and you can't really understand what it is saying, but it starts out quiet, a quiet whisper. And from out of the darkness, you see this shape suddenly appear uh, and a burst of light. Well, I need you to make a wisdom saving throw as you go to pull your mirror out and there's a little burst of light that reveals this grotesque looking segmented bodied centipede like creature that's curled up and it's coming out with a humanoid face these little segmented uh antenna coming out of it the little bulbous eyes the face looks somewhat familiar to the strange demon you saw earlier but it has this disgusting centipede body that segments down and curls up like a snake as it and I need you to make a wisdom save. This is an attic monster if I've ever heard one. (laughs) Dirty 20. Dirty 20. Okay, I'll see if irony as well. Uh, Okay. Uh, Okay, so both of you succeed. Um, as you, for but for a moment, you kind of s- falter. Well, you actually probably don't falter at all, but you can feel irony squeeze tightly uh, as this literally jump scare happens. It's this thing like, <laughs> um, out of the darkness. But go ahead um, and roll initiative for me, and Lovelace, you as well. Five. Sixteen. I guess we're doing this battle out in the weird miasma because, you know, I don't have it. I don't have there. an attic. <laughs> I don't have an attic map. Um, all right. Lovelace, you said you got a 16? 16. Okay. I mean, you have no idea what's happening right now, but, you know, we'll see. Okay. Do I hear the jump scare? Uh... I don't know if you necessarily do. They're pretty far back in, in the attic. Uh, what'd you get, Kadam? Five. Five, okay. And... Got 15, okay. All right, so first up is the demon. Um, you watch as it uh, and looks towards you with these, these kind of rapid twitchy movements as its antennas uh, uh, twitching in the air in front of it and it and it skitters and just squeezes between one of those holes in the wooden floorboards and and you watch as it wriggles down into whatever the room is below and disappears so Kadam Irony you're still with the cat uh, sorry Lovelace you're still with the cat Irony um, goes. <gasps> wait, I, wait, I want to. I want to shout. I'm like. Well, I don't think you heard anything because it wasn't very loud. So we'll we'll see what Kadam and like, Irony do. Perception, at least. Well, as you're petting the cat and it's purring, you will 
hear muffled the muffled sound of irony go oh shit and start running uh irony will start running towards those floorboards and try to reach down and he's looking down into this room where there's these cracks in the floorboards uh kadam what are you gonna do well is irony blocking any kind of view um, there's a few cracks, so you could probably get in next to him if you wanted to look down there as well. I will. I will also shout, Lovelace! Uh, get back into the the orb room! Orb room, got it! Okay, so you hear that, Lovelace, and when we get to your turn, you can start running in there. Uh, Kadam, do you want to do anything with your action? Well... I need to see in order to do things. I I guess a perception check. Okay. Uh, go ahead and um, as you peer down into this room, go ahead and make a perception check for me. All right, I'm putting this D twenty away. <laughs> uh, well, that's it's not a one. Um, seven. Seven. All right, well, as you scoot up next to Irony and start peering through these floorboards down into what is below... Does it come back? Uh, let's see... Looking down below into this room, you can see it is relatively bare. Um, There's just the stone walls and the wooden floorboards below, but at the back end of the room, there is a massive bookcase that is covered in chains. You can see chains dangling off of it and going into all these shelves, and the chains appear to be attached to books um, hooked up to some sort of mechanism that's keeping them locked in place. Um, And this huge bookcase is just filled with all sorts of different tomes, all locked up with these chains. But resting on the desk you do see a leather-bound book, rather in bad shape, little smattering of blood on it and and torn pieces. You can't see what letter is on it, but it is resting there on this desk. And you can hear down below the sound of something kind of skittering on the walls and down onto the hardwood with the... All right. This is not a room that we have seen. No. Uh, that brings us to... That was your action, unless you want to use your bonus yeah. action for something. Don't really have bonus actions. Okay. Brings us to the creature that will do something. And that brings us to Lovelace. Orbroom, got it! Uh, and kind of like cat drop. Cat being like, hey! Yeah, cat just it. onto its uh, feet. And then run into the orb room. Okay. Pike out. Okay, uh, you burst into that room. And there's nothing you see there before you. I don't see it. I shout back. Can I hear that? Um, I shout loud. I'm yeah, a I think you can hear very muffled coming up through the open attic door. Uh, wrong 
room. Sorry. Uh, I do not know where this is. Find a secret door or something in there. Uh, Lovelace, there is a door directly across from you in this room. There was the door oh. that had the, you know, the sun painted above it. Oh, I thought that that was just a total mural panel. I didn't realize Oh, I'm sorry. No, I yeah. They're, the, they're... <laughs> the graphic doesn't show the door. It just, like, cuts off black. Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, so it's, it's, it's a mural of a night sky, and um, in the center of that wall, there is a bright sun that is above a doorway. I'm okay, so terribly sorry oh, about that. It's fine. Yeah. Well, we're here now. So 5, 10, 15. I'm going to run trying to avoid the globes. Okay. So you 20. run under them? I mean, they're, they're yeah. hovering above you. Cool. Okay. You dart under them. 20. No, nothing oh, happens. 25. You're fine. 30. Open <clears throat> the door. Okay. Uh, hold on. So you bust open the door and it... <clears throat> Opening up to what appears to be, uh, and this map doesn't really do it justice, but opening this room up, you see an open space. It is a grassy field with a bright, brilliant night sky above it. And the light from the room behind you is kind of spilling out into this grassy field. And just as it starts to dissipate, it goes off into darkness, and you can see the faint shapes of hills and trees off in the distance. That's not what this room looks like at all on the map. No. And in the center of this grassy field, you see five telescopes mounted on bronze plates that point up towards the constellations above. And in the middle of, uh, uh, of all of those telescopes, is a one-foot diameter sphere of clear crystal um, glass that sits in a circular brass stand. Cool, so... And you can hear the the faint sounds of crickets chirping around you, and for all intents and purposes, this feels like you're standing outside in a grassy field at night. That's very disorienting. I'm imagining, like, that scene in The Matrix where, like, Neo opens the door and, like, is in the mountains. Exactly, yeah. Just... (laughs) And you're now out there. Oh, okay. So I've used 35 feet of movement. Okay. <clears throat> you have 40 feet, right? I have 40 feet. Okay. Oh, I think I'm st- st- stunned. Can I use my action to like look around and see if it's like an illusion yeah, or yeah. something? Go ahead, go ahead and do a perception check for me. What is happening? Oh, that's a nat one. Oh that one perception God. checks all around. <laughs> I think I'm, I'm just stunned. Yeah, yeah, I think you're you're completely flabbergasted by what you've just stepped into. Um, okay, so that is Lovelace. Um, Irony is just. I think Irony, looking down through, and he kind of holes a little on the, the floorboard. I mean, I don't know. We, we could maybe try to pull the floorboards up. I, I don't know. Do we do we go after it? Uh, yes. Uh, I imagine Lovelace will be there any minute. Okay. Uh, yes, of course. Okay. Um, all right. I'll, 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 I'll give it a try. Um, he'll attempt to pull at one of the floorboards. 
Which one of us is stronger? <clears throat> yeah. Who knows? Oh, not him. Not him. Uh, okay. Okay, actually. Hold on. Did he... Oh my god. Did he really just... Okay, he rolled a 16. And his strength is 8, so it's a minus 1. Um, <laughs> that's... That's actually enough. Uh, 15 is enough for, for getting, uh, pulling up one of these floorboards. So he's going to, uh, he grabs his hands underneath, um, his still kind of bandaged up hands and, uh, and you hear like a groaning as, and, uh, one of the nails seems to pop out as it, and he kind of falls back on his ass, uh, holding this board up. Well done. I did. <laughs> um, and he will drop it and crawl over, and the gap is just big enough he could probably squeeze through. Um, but he kind of looks at you. Can you see it? Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, he'll just look. He'll look through, um, trying to see if he can see anything. Um, Kadam, why don't? Well, no, I'll let you have your your. Uh, so I'll I'll just I'll give this to him and see if he's Um okay, looking down into the space. Uh no, I I I don't see anything in there. Um let me see. It does look like I I, I can see a door. There is a door uh leading out of the room though. Uh, it, it's still closed. It's still closed though. Uh, I don't I mean that thing was able to squeeze through this space. I don't know. Um, should I go in? I think we ought to. Okay. Um, I'm right after you. Okay. He will drop down into the room. Bringing us to Kadam. I will follow. Okay. You drop down into the room. Yeah. So by the way, for chat, uh, just so that y'all can see, let me see. That's, that's what, uh, sort of what Lovelace is seeing minus Lovelace. I don't think sees that, but yeah, Lovelace has no idea where Kadam and So there's just like this little cone into this room, even though I'm standing in the room. Yeah. Interesting. Yep. Um, so Kadam, (laughs) you, you (laughs) plop down into this room. And you can see behind you, there is uh, indeed a door. Um, this door appears to be uh, almost built into the seam of the wall. Like it's that you can just see the seam where the door would be, but it is basically made of stone. Um, and there is a small little um, mechanical handle to the right that looks like it might open the door. Um, right. And directly in front of you is this massive bookcase filled with chains. And the creature? Uh, you can make a perception check for me. This is a terrible game. <laughs> I know. I know. Cool, cool. Uh, is there another one? No, no, that was actually decent. There. Seventeen. Seventeen. <laughs> Stand up, look down at the galling agent, and you can just see it's going. <laughs> directly to your left uh, and as you look over you can hear something like 
uh, little legs just skittering up the side of the wall, um, going up above you. What do you, what do you, what do you, what's this? Are you trying to grab it? Yes. Oh, okay. Make a, gra- uh, a strength athletics check to try to grapple it. Oh, no, I'm not trying to grapple it. I'm trying to lay hands on it. Oh my God. You're going to, are you trying to do it? go for inflict wounds. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, roll an attack roll at disadvantage. Burn the spell slots. Okay. Uh, what's this? 16? Uh, at disadvantage? Yeah, I rolled a nat 20 for the other one. Okay. Uh, 16 hits. Get up, Rick. Whoops. Drop on that one. One second. All right, that's pretty good. Uh, sixteen. A six, sixteen damage. Sixteen damage. Uh, and it's it's is it what kind of damage is it? Necrotic. Oh my god, Kidom, you are a terror. <laughs> oh my god, this this spell is so nasty. Um, okay. Uh, you reach out and. Feel your hands wrap around this probably, what, three to four inch wide segmented body. And you feel all these little legs kind of like grasp onto your fingers as you're gripping it. And you release the necrotic energy through your hands. And you just hear this horrible. (laughs) And you watch as this segmented centipede like body just materializes in front of you its face contorted in pain screeching at you as it just starts to and you see these black veins just coursing out from where the segmented body is and it starts drop it you drop it on the ground and as it plops onto the ground writhing and twitching it just starts to dissolve into this black goo as it just I'm so and sorry. out onto the ground. Uh, oh, God. I've never heard somebody apologize to a demon before. <laughs> uh, but yeah, as it plops down onto the ground, twitching, you just watch as this black ichor is, is just oozing out onto the, the hardwood floor and seeping down into the wood. And it is dead. Uh, Lovelace, you hear from the others. Well, do I think about this? You do. You hear a very muffled screech coming from the western side of the room. I'm not in a room. I'm in a grassy hillside. I'm sorry. Coming from the west. Oh my gosh. Yeah, but it, it's weird because it sounds it sounds like a muffle like it's coming through a wall. You hear like this muffled sound as if it's coming through a wall. I'm running is... to the west. I'm going. Okay. I'm... Are you just like running? Like uh, I I have I got. Okay. I mean, just like. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like walking with like a stick out, so oh, I don't like, run head first into. Something. I know it would have been that would have been so great if you just <laughs> ran. So as you go trotting forward with your stick out, you feel your stick when you get to this point in the room, about ten feet, uh, fifteen feet in or so. You feel your stick bump up against something, um, and as you reach out, you feel 
um, your hand pressing on a wall, and you can sort of see this strange, um, almost like a superimposed image of the starry sky, and kind of just wow. barely on the other side, there's there's a stone wall. You said that there's a you don't see ball the, on the, a column or something in here. Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry. Uh, so that little that little circle thing behind you, um, yeah. that is a. So there are the five telescopes surrounding that uh, one foot diameter sphere of clear crystal, which sits uh, oh. in a circular brass stand. I want to pick out it up off of the stand. Okay, uh, you go towards it and go to pull it, and you realize it's actually built into the stand. Mm. And this stand is is uh, coming up out of the grass, like it's it's been you know. Can cover it up somehow, like just like flick out, like. Yeah. Like, like what do you off have? my jacket or something. Sure, yeah. You take your jacket off and cover it. Nothing happens. That doesn't change anything. Kidam! Are you there? Do I hear that? You can hear uh, the muffled sound of Lovelace on the other side of the wall. The stone wall that um, that you're standing at. Yeah, we're right through here. I'll, I'll open the door. Okay. Um, you pull down on the lever as it... And you hear uh, a sound of stone grinding as you watch that wall and start to slide open. And at the same time as that's starting to slide open, behind you, you hear this metallic... No! And you slowly turn to look and you realize that two of the books inside of this bookcase with the chains on them have slid out from their shelves and they're hovering in the air. And uh, we'll see what happens when it gets to your turn. But uh, Lovelace, as you turn around, you watch as um, just behind that illusion, you watch as light starts to spill in through the room, um, revealing uh, the room on the other side that Kadam and Irony are in. Um, and Kadam, where is it? As you shout that out, oh. Kadam, the, the bookcase is, and these books are starting to hover before you. Um, and it is now Irony's turn. Oh, Bora. Uh, what would Irony do? Irony just turns and sees this and goes, oh, shh, uh, and you'll like lunge out towards it and try to shocking grasp it, uh, assuming the worst. Just shock everything. Right? Uh, he didn't have advantage, so he doesn't get. Um, but he will do. Ah! I need my dice. Okay. Uh, alright. Nine damage, not bad. Uh, as he grips onto the side of this wooden bookcase and electricity just courses through it, the chains kind of uh, react to the burst of energy. Um, and he looks towards you expectantly, Kadam. It is your turn. Um, and the books are still chained. Uh, yes. I'm just gonna leave the room. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, let's let's let it do its thing. Uh, and I will. 
move myself. Uh, well, you start to step away oh, from it. Oh, I'm right up next to it. And um, it will take an attack of opportunity. I didn't say I disengaged. All right. I mean... <laughs> I, 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 I didn't say I disengaged. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, a 20 to hit. That hits. Okay, you are going to take... Uh, five points of bludgeoning damage. And that one of those chained books lashes out. And as it hits you, it does that um, kind of like, a, like a, a whip where it... And when it hits you, it wraps around your waist um, and you are grappled as it squeezes around you. Alright, well, never mind about leaving. We'll toll the dead. Okay. Toll the uh, dead on the bookcase. Wisdom save. <laughs> okay, uh, yeah, it's so, so wise. Here we go. I'm sure. Um, it's, wow, it got a 16. Oh well, that's that that saves. Are you serious? Okay, <laughs> okay. Uh, so yeah, you pull your your mirror out, and there's a little glint of light on it as you catch the light from the oil lamps, but nothing happens. There's no sound that emits. All right, Lovelace. Okay. Um, that brings us to oh, Al. That would have changed things. Uh, it's okay for this round. I, I realize that the, this thing technically would have gone before you did, Kadam, but we'll just make sure that happens in the next round of combat. <laughs> so I uh, was in a grassy plains. I started trying to mess around with magical stuff. Uh-huh. A door in the hills has yes. opened up. <laughs> yeah. Showing the person that I have sworn to protect on this expedition. Uh-huh. Try to get out of somewhere and then they, like chains get wrapped around them and just like pull them back into the darkness uh, i'm well, raging okay well so you're you're almost up um because that not. was because that was kadam and then oh yeah yeah you're right go for it go for it yeah so uh that's a rage um and i guess charge forward like i can't get past kadam here right uh you can move you can move through an ally's space, so you could try to push yourself into the room. You just can't occupy the same space as an ally. Um, hmm. No, I think I'm gonna. Oh, can I charge? Uh, Thirty feet towards the target. <laughs> no. <laughs> I have to back up. Back up and then right towards Kadam through this door. No, I don't have enough backup space. So okay. I need to back up 20 feet. So yeah, I think um, this is, seems like quor- close quarters fighting. Uh-huh. So I'm going to like move in, pull out both hand axes. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> no. I'm going to stab it. I'm going to stab it from over here. Just like okay. try oh, to get like you have a t- Do you yeah. have a 10 foot reach with your... Yeah, I, I got a pike. Okay, go for it. Um, pike one attack. Uh, rage damage. Uh, 18 to hit. That hits. Uh, 12 damage. 12 damage. Okay, I'm checking. Okay, cool. Um, move all this shit so you can see. Uh, yeah, so your pike goes right over Kadam's shoulder and into the side of this wooden bookcase, and uh, splinters of wood just kind of 
um, as you poke into it. But so it's a. I thought it was a chain book with a chain around it. And that's uh, what got here, I can show you what it looks like. I'm not describing it quite uh, accurately. Let's see. Do I have? Oh, is there not a handout of what this looks like? Uh, well, okay. So it's a bookcase, right? A okay. large bookcase with uh, probably four to f- uh, like four shelves above what it looks to be a writing desk, kind of coming out from the bottom of it. And resting on that writing desk, you see a, a familiar black-bound leather book. And within the bookcase, it is filled with various tomes, and each tome has chains that kind of come out from the sides okay. of this bookcase. Okay that go on to each of the books. And you can see the one that's wrapped around Kadam. Um, the chain connects to some kind of locking ne- mechanism that's like keeping the book sealed shut. Uh, and there looks to be a little lock on one end of it. Um, so wait, what am I stabbing? You are literally, as you go to stab into it, and you probably are expecting like, oh, it's another mimic or something, and you would expect this fleshy material. Yeah. It literally just, and wood splinters, and you just stab into the side of a wooden bookcase. Okay, and, I think I'm trying to like lever Kidam free. Uh, that would be that would be a separate thing than attacking. Yeah, yeah. But, but yeah. That, that's just like what I'm trying to do: interact with this. Totally, yeah. Like writing desk mecha. Yeah, yeah. As you are, uh, yeah. The, the 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 spear tip digs in, and you start trying to pry one of the, the chain that's holding Kadam, trying yeah. to pry it out. Um, okay, is that it for you? Yeah, that's action and bonus action. Okay, uh, Irony will, he actually does have some spells, but nothing useful. Okay, um, he will try to shock and grasp. Uh, wow, okay, now he's actually doing work. <laughs> he did work against the Mimic. It's true. Uh, shit, another 12 damage, my god. Um, okay. But it is now the bookcase's turn. Um, as the bolts of electricity <laughs> course through it, as he's clutching onto the side, you can see smoke billowing off the wooden sides of this thing. And it is going to take two attacks. Um, it has a reach of. It has a reach of five feet. Okay. So it's going to attack Irony and Kadam. It whips out towards. You need to get in there. Okay, so first to Irony. Here we go. Uh, nope, that's gonna miss. 17 to hit, uh, Kadam. That hits. Okay. Suffer from another, uh, nine, uh, nine points of bludgeoning damage. Um, I think- you are down. Okay, I think it, what it does is that the chains just tighten around your waist, and you watch as Kadam's oh. eyes kind of bulge for a second, and you hear some crunching under your skin, Kadam, and the pain is so intense, you just oh, pass out. As the Kadam falls limp on the floor, you watch as the chain slowly pulls out from under Kadam and raises up getting ready to strike out at you, uh, Lovelace, as the other chain just whiffs over the top of Irony, smashing into the stone wall. I should have pulled you out, Kidam. I should have pulled you out. Okay, Kidam, make a death save for me. Thirteen. Uh, thirteen. Okay, so you're good. Uh, all right, next up is Lovelace. Can I 
get Kidam if it's like released them. Yeah. You can just like pull Kidam. Yeah, like. you can just pull Kidam out of the room. Yeah. And then I think just like drop the spear, pull out the hand axe, and be like, hell no! Okay. Just like lay into this thing. Go for it. Uh, so hand axe and hand axe offhand. Okay. Um, 13 to hit. Uh, 13 to hit. Misses. Uh, I think it hits, but it doesn't really, like, it, it just hits into this hard, heavy hardwood, and it doesn't really cause much damage. It just kind of thunk, but doesn't go very deep. Cool. And then offhand attack is a crit. Ooh. Um, All right. Or I rolled a one and a six, so seven damage there, plus my two rage is nine damage on my offhand. Nine damage. Spell. Nice. Uh, with that second hit, you are able to... Uh, snap your axe into the side of it and when you pull it out a large chunk of wood splinters out and clatters onto the ground but it is still standing standing it's still moving it's still animating um okay is that it for you uh lovelace where is the demon uh <laughs> i already quickly goes it's over there and then reaches out to shock it and you look on the corner and you just see this disgusting pool of black goo just kind of sizzling and bubbling on the floor like <laughs> you can see some little bits of uh, antenna coming out from it uh okay uh an 11 does not hit as he tries to grab onto it and one of the chains just <laughs> bats his hand out of the way and it's now going to try to lash out at irony Nope. And then at you, Lovelace. For 17 to hit. That's a hit. Okay. You are raging, so... Uh, you only suffer from four points of bludgeoning damage reduced to two. Okay. Kadam, make another death save for me. Four. That is a failure. One failure. Okay, uh, Lovelace. Irony, I'll handle this. Make sure Kidam's okay. Uh, okay, okay. And then just like recklessly, just like wail into this thing. So you're gonna attack uh, recklessly? I'm gonna attack recklessly. Okay, go for it. Uh, a 10 and a 19. Um, uh, the 19 hits, definitely. Uh, that's four, six damage. Okay. With the rage. Okay. Is that that was both your attacks? Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, Lovelace, as you just go full berserker and start chopping into this uh, large uh, chained library that stands before <laughs> you, um, how do you tear it apart? How does one how destroy does one... a piece of furniture? <laughs> <laughs> um. I'm just fighting a lot of furniture today. Uh, I think it's just like lots of overhand swings, like into like the middle of it, because it's like a writing desk with like these bookcases. Yeah. And I think like I get it to topple inwards, kind mm -hmm. of. Um, and then I just like have two overhand swings to the outsides, which like kind of like make these uh, indents on the outsides, and the whole thing just kind of like 
collapses inwards and outwards. Yeah, so I think, yeah, you, you so you basically take two heavy swipes with your axe down the center of it, which causes it to buckle inwards. Um, and you watch as the desk itself kind of and splinters outwards. And with your other two strikes, you hit it on either side of this chained library and you watch as the sides buckle in and all structural integrity is lost as it just collapses down onto the floor into a pile of kindling um, and chains and books. Um, but as it collapses down before you, uh, many of the books come spilling out, their chains clinking on the floor, and that one single leather-bound book uh, flops down onto the floor before you. Not important right now. Gonna go see to Kadam. Okay. Uh, as you rush out towards Kadam, um... Irony will also rush out and will attempt to stabilize Kadam with a medicine check. Uh, that would be an action to do so. Okay, I think it's just you need to get a 10, right? Ooh, got a 9. So he... Well, we'll say this, because you rush out as well, um, Lovelace, and you both are attempting to stabilize Kadam, and... Kadam, you should be fine at this point as they both lean down to try to uh, stabilize you. I think Although, if roll. you roll the I... natural one, you could die. That's the thing. That's the thing. I okay. think we should stay in initiative. You're right. So, uh, Irony, because you use your action to attack Lovely, so you yeah. are just rushing over as Irony is trying to get down and yeah. is trying to find what is wrong with uh, Kadam, and he just looks up, I, I don't... I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, Kadam, go ahead and roll a death save for me. Because yeah, if you roll a natural one, that would you would die. It's not a natural one, but it is a failure. Okay, that is two failures. Okay, Lovelace, it's up to you. Um, stabilize somebody when, while you're raging. I think it's just like. May I? Like, Lovelace's rage is just like. A thing of like intense focus. Okay. Um, it's just like okay, those bruises on the neck. Uh, make sure the airway is clear. Mm-hmm. Um, like lay them out on their back. Uh, I don't know medical stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think Lovelace has been in enough street fights maybe to. Yeah, and you've been, you've known Kadam. You've you know that I have a healer's kit. Like you saw me use it earlier. Oh on yeah. The- I'll go get band aid out of your healer's kit. <laughs> <laughs> You pull the healer's kit out, and I believe yeah. you can use an action to expend the healer's kit, and you can stabilize Kadam. Right? Yeah. So using without doing a medicine check. Yeah. So you you uh, you are getting Kadam all situated, trying to remember the things that Kadam has mm-hmm. taught you and the experiences you've had with street fights. Okay. And okay. then you realize, oh yeah, and pull out this healer's kit and are able to start truly stabilizing Kadam. Um, Kadam, you are fine. You are still unconscious, but you are stabilized. <sighs> and with that, <laughs> we are just about at time here. So oh I know as Kadam is lying there unconscious with Lovelace, you tending to their wounds. Uh, you could still hear the faint sizzling sound from the other room. 
of whatever that creature was as it's bubbling and gurgling in the other room. And you find yourself in this strange setting of being out in a grassy field with Kadam unconscious before you. Oh, right. And looking up, you can still see this beautiful sky filled with stars, some of them much brighter than the others. And Irony looks at you. Are they... Are they okay? They're gonna be okay. They're gonna be okay. And just, like, falls back on her haunches. I could've... I could've pulled them free. I... I should've... The same thing with the mimic. I just... It's okay. Uh, It's not... I keep... Messing up. I can't keep doing this. I'm supposed to keep them safe. Look at them. We all make mistakes. Not me. He kind of hesitantly reaches a hand out and just gently places it on your shoulder. No. Okay. This takes it away immediately. <laughs> um, and as you are dealing with the consequences of what just happened, I think we'll end tonight's session with Kadam lying there unconscious. And the broken bookcase in the other room. And uh, as we're ending the night, you can see Lovelace sitting there and just through the um, doorway in the the room with the destroyed bookcase, you can see that final book resting there. And a little glint of light catches a gold letter on its spine. But you can't quite make out what it is. Um, all right. Well, thank you again, everyone, for watching tonight. Uh, we're getting real close here to the end of our first adventure. Um, yeah. Assuming next, there's... Next week, we'll just be like, we pick up the last book, we say the word, and we go home. It'll yeah. It'll be like 15 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. You know, assuming there's, you know, everything's fine. There's nothing else, you know. Uh, but Yeah. Um, we should be getting very close here to the end of this adventure, and then we will see what happens once you, if if you escape this uh, mansion, and maybe you can explore Candlekeep a little bit before heading back to Baldur's Gate. I mean, we need to figure out, we need to get some kind of help for the curse. It's true. There is still the <laughs> plot point that has not really been addressed once. No. <laughs> of there are people mysteriously dying in your home and trying to figure out what is causing that. So, maybe Kadam and Lovelace will be able to figure out what this curse is next week when they have access, if they have access to all of Candlekeep. Alright, well, thank you everyone and uh, have a lovely evening and uh, we'll see you all next week. Chat, thank you so much for the puns. I love them, and I treasure every single one of them. Just because I am not responding during the game does not mean that I do not hold them all in my heart. <laughs> Keep me fine. Keep me fine. I, oh, so I have very mixed feelings about the puns. <laughs> No, I, they are they are wonderful. Um, thank you to all of you who are contributing in chat. It makes it so much fun. I love looking over and catching things. And uh, 
congratulations to Lieutenant Crashdown for the naming of Kidney Vine. Um, perhaps later in this adventure, there'll be more creatures that you can all name. Um, who knows? Uh, all right. Well, I think that's it. Good night. Good night. Have a good night. Thank you.